from the Bills Famous Cheese Spread Studios in the Downstairs Pub. The Blockout Sports Pod is back on the air. From behind the master control desk in the aforementioned Downstairs Pub, I am your host and moderator for this evening. My name is Travis Carter. We have a special guest here again tonight. Uh, he's been with us a couple of times before. Johnny Fever Satterfield is in the big chair in between uh, Freddie and... In the big boy chair. Behind yeah. us, behind me, as we mentioned last week, Mr. Electricity himself, Whiteboard Jody. <laughs> Over my right shoulder at the high top table is the big fellow, the tuna country, Matt Kempf, and bellied up to the bar, a man who's always wearing his baggies and his Hirachi sandals too, the fabulous one, Freddie Bender. I got my Bengals Nike Nikes on. What's a Hirachi sandal? Jordan's Air Force. You're not much of a Beach Boys fan, Tuna. No, I, well, I, I, no, I don't think so. That's I, I, uh, that's a, just a line from Surfing USA. Oh, we'll all be wearing they'll all be wearing their baggies Hirachi sandals too. I'm not exactly sure what a Hirachi sandal is. To be perfectly frank mm. with you, I just think it's a catchy line. Well, I, I feel like if we're gonna if we're gonna quote something, we should know what it is. So <laughs> I want everyone to do a report on what a Hirachi sandal is, and we can discuss it next week. Well, it's a good thing we have somebody behind us that, uh, Mister uh, Electric. Yeah, one of his jobs down here is to is to look stuff up that uh, we inevitably don't know. It happens at least ten times a program. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, guys, it's uh, great to have everybody down here tonight. Um, want to remind everybody to give us a follow on social media, uh, on Twitter, at BlockoutPod, on Facebook. Just type in Blockout Sports Pod into your search bar. Uh, I understand Fred. Uh, Fred has introduced himself to the world of Twitter. Is this true? Yes, or is this yes, not true? I have. Thank you, Johnny. I am uh, Freddie Bender's Twitter bound at Freddie Bender's. Uh, twenty three, twenty three for MJ. No. Uh, Give me your uh, Twitter handle again at Freddie Bender's twenty three. Excellent. Everybody, give him a follow on there. Uh, he's promised to be nothing but positive. And give out nothing but good vibes. Nothing but positive and one-liners is my goal. Of course, the first thing that he said he was going to tweet out uh, was neither of those things the other day. <laughs> so I'm glad that that didn't actually come to fruition. Can you get put in Twitter jail like you can on Facebook jail? Absolutely. Okay, so how? what's the over-under on how, many, how long before he gets put in Twitter jail? Do we all need to put our handles on? What's your handle? I'm at the tuna. Okay. Very simple. At Matt the Tuna. I am at Tupelo underscore T. Jody, are you on Twitter? I just started one last week with Freddie, and I have no idea what it is because I haven't looked at it since. But we are going to start. But I can look it up. This is, a great, this is a great week to start digging around on our... Yeah, I actually uh, tweeted out a few things. I uh, saw that about the NBA All-Star Game. About the All-Star Game from the block out uh twitter account which uh has mostly set dormant except for updates and posting new episodes but i just wanted to kind of try it out see how much reach one of those tweets got like uh 300 views or something like that which i thought was interesting 
but we will get more and more active on social media going forward. Fred, it's good to have you uh, join this century from a technological standpoint. Yes, I'm amped. Hell, I'm getting quicker news from that than I am any other way. Well, that. I do think it should I be. I think sad. that's why it was invented. I know. I do want everybody <laughs> I to figure know that out this before weekend. Fred could get on Twitter. Actually, had to create his first ever email address. Yes, so yes. It was, it was a big day. Well, a big wait day. a minute. I you have, have a Bill's cheese. No, I have an email address, but I ha- didn't have a uh, a Gmail type thing, or... like a personal. <laughs> yeah. Email address. My, my point exactly. Yeah. <laughs> One of those Gmail type things. <laughs> Congratulations on your patience, Johnny. I couldn't imagine like this host scenario. Oh, it was great. I yeah. was like, wait a minute. I got a great picture I want you to use. <laughs> but, but your you picture still... does look like you're a realtor. Dude, I look, you know yeah. what? You know what? I thought I looked like an, a head coach, an assistant coach. Yeah. In the late 90s, like the. the I was a mortgage broker for a while, and that is my that, picture. That's <laughs> what it looks like. That's exactly what it looks like. Like. <laughs> Coaches now, their pictures, they all have, like, quarter zips and yeah, stuff. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, the, the Jim Nance way. Hey, Fred. Yeah, the, do you still have a MySpace page, though? I don't know. I might want to check on that. I bet you do. I may. Hell, yeah. I My, mean, I have a CB handle, too. Just you Rubber and Ducky. Tom. They're the only last two people on there. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Tuna, you listen to CB every once in a while in the garage. Hey, don't don't knock it, dude. Ain't, <laughs> nothing wrong with talking on CB. Hey, squirrels out there, come on. <laughs> so, uh, gotta know when the bandit's coming through. Talking about uh, how how I <laughs> sent some tweets out during the NBA All Star Game. I wanted to start with that. Um, Indianapolis, once again, like we talked about uh, last week, Indianapolis showed out. Uh, did a fantastic job of hosting another big-time sporting event. Uh, from what I understand from people that were up there, even though they had a snow that they weren't anticipating, uh, the, the whole weekend went off basically without a hitch. Uh, most people had glowing things to say about it. Uh, Saturday night, I thought, was a very entertaining few hours of television with the uh, – can I interrupt? Yeah, sure. What about Friday night? Well, yeah. You why don't you start off with Friday night? Well, the Rising Stars. Uh, wait a minute. You want to talk about the celebrity game? <laughs> <laughs> I had Tuna watching that for a while in the garage bar, the celebrity match, and we're trying. We're like, who the hell are these that, people? That's what I was gonna say. I watched like five minutes of it, and I didn't know who any of the celebrities were, so it took a lot of the. Uh, Took a lot of the cachet away. Right. I away saw from that me. one of the celebrities on on Twitter. <laughs> I saw that one of the celebrities got mad because he didn't get MVP and they wouldn't throw him the ball. I'm not quite sure who it is. I'm. Sh- I think it was a rapper of some sort. Uh, but anyways, I thought that was kind of funny. But onto the rising star. Tuna had country music going. We had 90s country music going and we were watching that. So we didn't really know who any of them were. I thought it was perfect background music for a basketball game. It was great, dude. Yeah. And uh but the Rising Stars game, which I DVR, I like to watch it back and da da da, but it was uh the Rising Stars game. I think is sometimes more fun than the All-Star game, really. Uh what do you did you watch it, Travis? What do you think of the format they did? Did you see that? Were I they, I actually did not watch okay. the game. They did the uh, now, and I'm sure someone's going to correct me because I'm not quite sure 
the the true stipulations, but for the most part, it was four teams, and it was the the G League. The three teams were NBA players, and one was a G League team. Right, and, and they what, all had seven players on it. And they all had seven players, and then and the G League team upset Wimboyana's team, which was. A huge upset. Well, I they, mean, did a, Ma- they did a bracket. They did a bracket. The they team. did a semifinal and then a final. And right. The G League team got to the final. The moment. G League team got to the final and did lose. Uh, Benedict Matherin, a hometown boy, was uh, given the MVP, uh, and uh, which didn't happen in the All Star game, which we will get to. But, yes. Um, but Mac McLung was on the team and he played great. Man, that kid is good. I'm telling you. Uh, and they had a couple other guys. Uh, Does anyone ever remember him at Georgetown? No. No. Like, he – I always when I think about Texas Tech basketball, I think about Mike McClung. But, like, I, the fact that he wore a Georgetown uniform blows my mind. No. Yeah. I can't even picture that. A six-foot white guy playing for Georgetown? No. But I, but I really did think that McClung stood out as a great distributor. He played – How did Sheboy do? Tashiboy had 20. Oh, good. Uh, good. He had a couple solid. of his dumb turnovers as usual, but then he kind of got the team heated up I, when I, they won. I honestly thought he was probably the second or third best player that played all night. Yeah. Uh, yeah he, played, he played really well. Right. There, were, there was a, a, a kid that I can't think of his name, but um, he scored 20 uh, for the team, hitting a bunch of threes and so forth. That, uh, but anyways, it was fun. I, I kind of wish it would have just been one. I, I mean, the games didn't go long enough for me. I mean, they got to thirty or what, or forty so in the fo- no the, time. The format in the first two games was the first team that scored forty points. So because of that, there was more defense, I guess. And played. there was, and yeah. And then the final, it was the first game, first team to twenty-five. So that right. should have been a little bit longer. It's a better format than Sunday night. Yeah, but there's some good players yeah. in the G League that are moving up, and I think that that's a positive thing. I think the G League is is a good thing. I mean, I, I you know. Well, then on Saturday, uh, you had the skills competition, which I thought was really fun. Um, it was especially cool because the the Pacers team, so they had a Pacers team. They had an all-star team, and then they had a team made up of former number one overall draft picks. Okay. And they had several different uh, stages. So there was like a passing stage, a general skills stage, and then a shooting stage. And uh, the Pacers team won the first two stages. And then the shooting stage was won by the all-star team. And then that led to the tie-break stage, which was kind of goofy, but it was the first team to hit a half-court shot. So they guys just kept shooting half-court shots, and the all-star team went first. And I forget it took them like... I want to say a minute and a half or something before they hit one. And then the Pacers had that time to hit one and they did and won. So that was cool for the hometown uh, 
And then the three-point competition, which I always think is great. Uh, that was really good again. Um, and then the contest between Steph Curry and I'm going to probably butcher this lady. It's Ionescu? From Oregon. Is her name? Is right. that right? Didn't she play for Oregon Nailed or it. Baylor? One, one or the other. Ionescu, I believe. Yeah. But they had a – that was a neat competition, and Steph hit the shot at the very end to win it. And then the dunk contest, which to me, you know, it's supposed to be the culmination yeah, you know, of Saturday can night. Can I say something here, Travis? Yeah, you know, I want to see – I would love to see the Legends three-point contest. I want to see Bird get back out there and shoot some threes and see who out of the legends can still shoot the rock. Mm. I think that would be cool, dude. Screw. Well, he like, can barely like, walk. So. Yeah, well, yeah. I know, but there, there, you could get some guys out there that could shoot. I'm sure Mitch Richmond can shoot the three still. And uh, I'm not talking about Ray Allen. I mean, he's fresh off, still playing, but get some of the. Not old timers, but you know there's some old cats out there. Give them a rack of balls that can still pop the ball up. I think they're all too proud for that. I'd like to see. Yeah. They're not going to get on that. You big think stage. so? No. Yeah. I'd have a thought going into next year if they want to do the. Obviously, Steph will be the the men's choice, but Caitlin Clark will be yes. a WNBA player next year. She hits it from half true, court all the time. True. I think that could be an interesting. I would mind a little Steph versus Caitlin Clark. Well, they talked about that. They talked about doing duos. And I, I can't pronounce her last name either. Her first name's Sabrina that Steph went against. Uh-huh. I do want to point out, if she was in the men's three-point contest, she would have made the finals how well yep. she scored against Well, him. dude, yep. she was the the, trip, the dynamo that played a couple years ago. But they're talking next year, Sabrina and Caitlin versus Seth and Steph and somebody else. Right. Now, theoretically, Dame, Dame. Caitlin Clark could come back for another year in college. We're all hoping that she doesn't because if she doesn't, she's going to be in Indianapolis playing for the Fever. There you she, go. She might make is more that, money in college. Well, honestly, that's that actually is. Yeah. <clears throat> that's kind of what they were, but here's the thing. Like that Miami tight end. I heard some people talking about that <laughs> and actually asked that question. But then somebody brought out a good point and said, well, it's not like she's going to lose her collegiate endorsements when Mm -hmm. she goes to the pro level. So she's going to keep all that money. Plus, she'll be getting probably the biggest salary in the history of the WNBA. So I don't think she would lose money. I don't think it's a Mm -hmm. question of. She's going to make more from a college standpoint. Don't you think maybe like there's a chance that she's a bigger star in college than she will be in the pros? Like, well, I think the hope she can capitalize on more opportunities in college. I think the hope is that she does to the WNBA what she's been able to do mm-hmm. with the college game because obviously, I mean, we've seen some tremendous women's college basketball players and teams in the last 15, 20 years, but... I just feel like women's college basketball is so much bigger than WNBA. There's much more loyal fans across. It, you know, people tune it, in and watch it It's it become that way. Yeah. It is, and I think the hope is that she becomes the face mm. of the WNBA. Which, while we're talking about it, this calendar week, she became the NCAA all-time leading women's scorer, which... 
it'd be crazy to talk about it for five minutes and not throw that in there. So congrats yeah. to Caitlin Clark. No, no I, I'm glad you brought that up because I have it here. Kelsey Plum, there's been a lot of stuff out there. So she was the previous um, all-time leading scorer in women's college basketball. There's been a lot of people come out and say, well, you know, uh, Caitlin Clark played more years, whatever. I'm looking it up. Caitlin Clark broke the record in quicker games, 129 games versus 136 games over Kelsey Plum. So, for all you all out there saying that stuff, that, that is false. Caitlin Clark did it quicker, and she still has a whole another year to score more. She's probably going to break um, Pistol Pete's record. Now, granted, he only played three years. No three-point line either. Just going just gonna to mention true, that. True, There will be an <laughs> asterisk there. I get that. Well, I hope that she decides to turn pro for the sake of the women's professional game and for the sake of uh, the Indiana fever. I think that would be super cool to have her in Indianapolis. But I'm going to be rooting like hell against her on Thursday night when the Hawkeyes come to Assembly Hall to play Indiana which should be a tremendous game. I think that game is on Peacock, by the way. Shout out to Colin. He goes to all the Indiana women's games, and he will be there, obviously. Damn, what a fan. Oh, yeah. Well, hell. Tuna, who's your team? UofL? Yeah. You ever been out there? I have been to two women's games. Okay. Uh, and they're actually, it's a great time to go. Uh, it is. Well, especially the past two seasons, we've had more fans there. Yeah. But, like, even before when the Yum Center was first built, you know, and you'd go down there and it was jam-packed on the men's games, during the women's games, you were able to, like, walk around, see the place, and actually sit and enjoy the game without too much of a crowd there, which the crowd has grown a lot since then. I mean, we're putting, yeah. what, 15,000 out there for, for every women's home well, game? Well, and Louisville – has been obviously really good for yeah. what the better part of a decade. Well, it goes to more. show like this year it, they're considering like a bit of a letdown season and we're what 18 and six right now, I right, believe. Right. And, you know, we're going to go in the tournament and be a, a you know, top six t uh, seed, but we've gotten so used to making elite eights and final fours that it's like, well, we're not going to do that. It's a disappointing season. Well, so. and, Jeff Walls is one hell of a basketball coach. We've Agreed. been lucky to keep him, man. Yeah. He's awesome. Um, but that brings us to Sunday, the culmination of All-Star Weekend and the game Sunday night. You're not going to talk about the dunk contest Saturday night? I, I, it, oh. was, it was what, it, what we thought. I was Jacob Toppin got hosed. I was about to say, I mean – the dunk contest. And Mac McClung only did he did the same dunk over and over again. It was just over different people. Yeah. Like, you know yes. what I mean? Like you jump I over tall it, guys. Yeah, I thought it was very boring. And, and, it, and what like, we've said for mm. for many years, and mm. even I saw some some current and former players come out, in order to make it feel like it used to feel. Put the basket at twelve feet. Well, I they just need the stars to compete in it again. You need the stars to oh, be they had in the some dunk great contest. judges. They were tough though. <laughs> well, some of them they were. I mean, I mean they were just giving scores out to some Jalen Brown didn't do anything special and he got like a forty nine on a dunk that I think he closed his eyes on after yeah, he hit the ground. Yeah, like I didn't yeah, really yeah. understand it. I, I remember my childhood, uh like Dwight Howard blowing out a 
a candle and a cupcake yeah. kind of sitting on the rim, jumping over a car. Like, where are the theatrics and the superstars? Where's uh, Spud Webb when you need him? That was Blake Griffin, <laughs> but yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, Vince Carter shoving his whole arm down the rim. That was pretty awesome. I think oh. everything's already been done, but I don't know. Dwight Still, Howard uh, grabbed a dollar, a, a coin, dollar coin off the top of the backboard and yep. then dunked the ball. Okay. Equally as cool as blowing out a candle. So that's, you just uh, that, need, that's the point, though. It's like, where are these? You just need the stars to be in it again. The top the top dog players. I don't know, man. I could watch LeBron and, and uh, uh, who's the other top player? Uh, Giannis go back and forth doing shitty dunks. And, I, I mean, I don't think I'd get as excited about it. Like, there's just – I don't care if I know the guy or not. Like, Mike McClung, like, nobody really knew him other than college basketball fans. He comes on last year and does some amazing stuff, even though it looks better because he's, like, five foot ten. So, anytime you're short, everything's going to look cooler I in a dunk contest. Think, I think yeah. from a a fan standpoint, mm-hmm. at least for me, I want to see the stars. That's why I'm at the right. All-Star game. I right. want to – I want to see the Jordans and the well, Dominique. Like y'all said about the... the old men, I don't think that's going to happen. Like the legends coming to do three-point shooters, I don't think them guys are ever going to come it back. It probably isn't. But, you know, the dunk contest was what it's been for the last several years, which was anticlimactic after uh, all the other entertaining stuff we saw. But then the real anticlimactic <laughs> thing that happened was Sunday night. Uh, the actual all-star game. And I <clears throat> sent out a tweet uh, at halftime, as I alluded to earlier, that the only thing that I was continuing watching for was to see if one team could hit 200 points. Right. Um, which I was serious about it, but I also kind of wanted that to happen just to illustrate how ridiculous the all-star game was that a team has a chance to score 200 points. Right, right. Um, to call it a pickup game is almost uh, insulting to pickup games because I've played a lot of pickup basketball in my life, I'm, and I know you guys have too. I'm not sure I've ever been involved in a pickup game where there was less defense played than there was in that yeah, game. When you're the playing other a pickup night. game, you're playing to stay on the court. <laughs> yeah, it was a lot of so blood and elbow. So you're going to try to win because <laughs> well, you don't want to go sit. I know the MLB's uh, shifted since then, but like, how would NBA fans feel if that was home court advantage for the finals or if there were some legitimate real stakes on the game? Yeah. I don't well, like apparently the, you just got to offer them 50,000. That's what everybody got into in that in-season tournament. I don't like the <laughs> idea of the of of the home court advantage. I don't like that. But I do like like Fred, you mentioned before uh staying on the court. What if they did something like they did in the in the uh in the Rising Stars game where they split the teams up and then maybe, you know, two teams play each other for and it's it's win or get off the court. Right. Type of thing. Like, hey, you can be, yeah, and that would be, if you have a, if there's something there where you can be embarrassed. For real pride. <laughs> like, for real pride. Right, right. Um, and, then put a, and then put a pay scale on it. Make the lowest one 25000 the highest one 250 Not the home court advantage. I'd say last you just make it like 25 bucks and be like, 
Hey, enjoy you your go. Big Mac meal yeah. tonight, dog. We just whooped you. We That's just what America got loves seeing grand. rich guys get richer. Like, I mean, <laughs> the monetary. Shave their heads. Losers have to shave their heads. I there you go. I like it. How about each guy on the team has to put up a million dollars of his own money? And it's a winner take all. That's like us putting up 20 bucks for a Super Bowl square. I, I don't know. We, like, <laughs> we say that. But yeah. even to those guys, a million dollars is a lot of money. Yeah, 20 bucks oh, yeah. a lot to me. I'll show yeah. you my bank account, yeah. buddy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but th- there has to be something done. And, I mean, you had something with an edge, not something like something with an edge You had is what they're missing. You had a it's lot of. too fun laced. You had a lot of players come out after the game and admit, I mean, Admit well, that they interviewed was, all of that. It yeah. was it was pretty much unacceptable. I loved Adam Silver when he was presenting the trophy. He could barely hide his absolute disdain. He said, "Congratulations to the East team. You scored more points than them," and just handed the trophy like he was completely disgusted. Well, he needs to do something about it. <laughs> well, he he had been he had been trying. He had been doing everything but basically begging for the last two weeks going on all these shows going, we've got to put on a competitive product, a competitive game. People are getting tired of the way that these that this game is, has been going. And I think he expected more. Now, I just wish he was in a position of power to make decisions and change yeah, it. Yeah, he handed the league over. Yeah. But so it's, it's, like, it's like you could – do something if uh if, if you find if it that you were a commissioner yeah but um other like but all star games that's kind of what you get other than the MLB all star game like what the Pro Bowl's not competitive I mean right they, they and that's what we were all that. talking about the I, NHL's I, not competitive I would um, say that the Major League Baseball all star game is probably still the best I, I guarantee easily. it's the only one that that a majority of people watch from front to finish right most all-star games people tune in they watch the first five minutes the introductions right. all that right. the, you know the horse and pony show and i don't think that's the right saying but you know what i mean no and i do I, I could argue i mean you can't compare sports but you would think baseball is probably the least risk of injury any given night and basketball it's happening but you're not hit. i mean i understand why the pro bowl is not Hard-hitting, hard-nosed football. Yeah, but the season's over with. Yeah. Suck it up. Get out there and lay some wood. I, I, I'm, I'm with you. I wish it was like that. <laughs> I hear you. Basketball seems like the sport you could play 80%, still put out a good product, mm. and, and give the fans something. I think someone's going to come along, and we're going to get what we want at some point. You at least – I mean, I'm not asking for them to, to go out and, like, you know, bash each other in the paint. I'm literally just asking for – when a guy catches the ball outside the three-point line to stick a hand up in the guy's face. (laughs) Like, they were just standing there letting him shoot. And then you had the the goofy stuff. Well, Luca's shooting from the other basket and dumb crap like that. The goofy stuff with, with, you know, Lillard. I mean, he he hit a couple of them, but shooting half-court shots for no reason. Right. And that, I mean, I know those guys can do it, and it is cool when they hit it. But, like, we, I mean, most people want to see a game, like some comp. I like to see, I mean, I'm going to tell you right now, I guarantee you Kevin Durant was embarrassed as hell when he got nutmegged. Uh, not that that had anything to do with what the game. 
what uh, Trey, uh, Trey Young, Trey Young, Young came it down in and, and legs. bounced it. But like, That's called a nutmeg? Him. Yeah. Well, soccer, I never knew it that. It's a soccer, soccer term. It oh, okay. And uh, – but it, but they called, know but that they, but they called it that in, in the game too. They said that he was a nutmeg. Uh, but anyways, and that's kind of a new thing. Wimbanyana tried it in the in the uh, uh, Rising Stars. But you know, but dude, if there's a person that has some pride that that's still that I think uh, Kevin Durant doesn't like to be embarrassed. I can tell you that, and he was well and. Tyrese Halliburton should have won the MVP. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Carl Anthony Towns only had 50. Yeah. But, <laughs> For, they, but normally if you but had. But they lost. I know, but in the I've seen lose. Something. I've seen a losing MVP back in the 90s and 80s win an All-Star MVP. Yeah, but. The losing. But the final score was probably like. 138 to 136, sure, not sure. Less 200, 211 to 180 right. or whatever it was. But I'm like Still we said, 25 percent of his team's points. We don't have the answers, but there needs to be some changes. And I think this year might have been the tipping point because you actually have current players calling out the lack of competitive product and kind of. The, I mean, really, it was, it was, as a basketball fan, it was embarrassing. At this I mean, point, you'd rather was. watch them. You'd rather watch the NBA All Stars play other sports. So that would have been more entertaining. Trying to watch Hell them hit yeah. a baseball. Or Hell yeah! Do something. I would no, rather I get Wimby on out there on the bump throwing hey, forty miles an hour. If they're gonna do <laughs> a flag football game for the Pro Bowl, I would honestly, I'm not kidding. I would rather watch. An all-star horse game for $5 million, winner take all. Got to go to Mexico <laughs> for that. And you play horse with all the, however many guys, you play horse. for, And it would take like two hours. <laughs> it would. And winner take all, $5 million bucks. I'm watching that. Yeah. that. That said, the Pro Bowl was the best well-received Pro Bowl it has been in like 20-something years okay. this year. It has picked up, and that stadium was almost sold out. Travis, I think it's a great time to ask the listeners to, on Facebook or whatever, see what their suggestions are. for the Absolutely. Interview. I would love to hear from you guys. What would you like to see? Did you watch the All-Star game? I'm not even sure how many people uh, are big NBA fans that are – I mean, we're – we skew towards uh, college football and basketball in the NFL, but uh, Fred and I are both big NBA fans, and Jody has become a big NBA better, uh, and we're trying to get Tuna on board. Although I, I gave it a month, I, I tried. I, I, I gave it everything I got. Sometimes you just realize it's not well, for your you. team fizzled. Well, it, not even <laughs> that. Like, <laughs> I mean, they were fizzled before I even started. Like, what were they? They had like what four wins when I well, when your I best jumped up on got them. hurt, but, but it like, had he not gotten hurt. My team aside, man, like I just cannot get into the games. They're not exciting until there's like four minutes left in the game. Right, but but the but the playoffs are just like I everything. did. I enjoyed the playoffs last year. It's just I can't get into an eighty-two game season of right. just lackadaisical play. 
And that's what it seems like to me. Well, when you're used to watching Louisville play, I mean, yeah. anything you know seems lackadaisical you after, after I'll, that. I'll tell you Before what, the, this past two years, they played exciting basketball. I'll tell you what gets And fun. you got to admit, college basketball, I mean, I, I'm like this. You guys don't have to admit it, but I think college basketball, the product blows the NBA away. Well, I can watch almost any college basketball game. You didn't and, watch last night. Huh? You didn't watch last night. What, the College Houston Mass- game? No. Houston and I mean, Iowa State? The, the other that was a great were, game. The other three games were yeah. awful. Okay. Awful. Well, what? Can I, I mean, you're going to watch some random – what we got, Fred? Well, what about – I don't know. Uh, the NBA uh, – this is the way I think you need to watch the NBA if you're a fan that hasn't started watching games. The last four you minutes watch, of a game. No, you go to TBS TNT and you watch the greatest – show assembled when, when that's, that's in the selling games. point is like well, watching Shaq no, and Charles no, Barkley dude, I mean I love it I, think, <laughs> I mean I, mean, I, it, I think it it's wins, great too it but it's a better product every year. than the, what's on the court and and you kind of watch and you get to hear Barkley complain about all these prima donnas and da 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 then you get into the game and you but I think when you watch an NBA game you have to already know what you're getting you know that these guys aren't necessarily. They're going to play hard right before. So you're with a minute to go of every quarter. No, I'm. I'm going to tell you that uh, one player that you probably never heard of is going to go over to the baseline, and he ain't ever going to miss that shot. Yeah, a- ain't ever going to miss it because he's a professional. That's what I'm saying. Just sitting there watching guys like Jack shots and, and like. Those shots, there's a high percentage chance that shot's right. going in, and then they run down to the court and jack another one, and that's probably going in. It's just not appealing to me. It's like right. watching, but that's pretty not easy to do because you. No, sure I agree. It's not it easy college. to do. Yeah. It's amazing no. to watch. I think but it's boring to watch. I think, and here's what I've always said about college versus the pros, is that uh, the pageantry and the allegiance that we have to our teams or our conference in in college basketball covers up a lot of deficiencies of the actual ball games. And the 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 play sets and and watching, you know, coaches actually like dial up these these plays coming out of timeouts and and what you have to do to earn an open look. That's so much different than what you get in the NBA. Right. Well, the hand They're, check rule and all that changed a lot but in I, the NBA. Yeah, you can't touch anybody well, in the NBA. Think of any sport. Any sport. I, the coach has the power to me other than the NBA. The mm-hmm. players in the NBA are more more powerful, oh, more for important sure. than the coach. Without a doubt. And you that does you don't make see a baseball, difference. You don't see a pitcher arguing the manager to get pulled in a baseball game. Football. You ever watch Clayton Kershaw get yeah, yanked? Right. Yeah. But, you know, I mean – the. the <laughs> The coaches are an afterthought in the NBA, mm-hmm. and it's that, to me that's the only sport I've ever observed that in. No, you're right. It is. I'm going to disagree with that because I there at the NBA level, it it's just it, it's a completely different type of coaching. Right. No, but, you're right. But those guys, you want to talk? You want to talk about guys that can draw up plays out of a timeout? There is, there are. 20 guys in the NBA that are better than the best guy in college. Right. Then why is it such a revolving door? And then you have coaches like fail in college miserably and they go to the NBA and they have success. Uh, Dude, who's the the guy at Utah? Quinn, Quinn Snyder or whatever. Quinn Snyder. Yeah. Yeah. He was not a good college coach. Yeah. It was a Missouri. You know why? Yeah. Because in the NBA, you don't have to recruit. 
You don't have to deal with boosters. Yeah, but that's not calling plays. Like, well, no, they're right, dude. They're doing plays every time so, out. So you're saying in the like, NBA. and when you all you have to are do, you, is I mean, focus. you have to watch it to see them. But they're doing plays. It seems like there's such a revolving door of coaches in the NBA. I couldn't name more than five head well, coaches. Well, there is, in the but NBA. you're just not into it yet. The thing, I, I think you're more of an adrenaline junkie. <laughs> and, and I'm just being honest with you. And Travis is going to agree with me. I know he is, and that's not—it's not a bad thing, Tuna. I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but you're in. But the NBA is almost, and I love this about it. And that's just me. But it is a simplistic grandpa, grandpa uh, attitude when you're watching an NBA game during the week. Bump, 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 bump. Like baseball, they got the organ guy playing. It starts off slow. Guys go with their kid. You know, you go get food. You come out. It's not set up to be this intense uh, Kentucky versus U of L game. Let's tip it off. It's gonna be wild. It, and that part of it is because it's eighty-two games. But I think that's what a lot of people drives them to the nba it's good basketball no they're not giving a thousand percent and getting uh court burns on their elbows every play but they do hit great shots and there are plays that are being drawn up and you just gotta kind of uh you know they're, they're looking to win at home they're looking to when they're at home they're looking to win when they're they're looking at their rivals that are involved in their divisions when they're playing them it's amped up more when they're playing someone from the west coast and if they're not good it's not really a great game mm. uh but it, it is kind of the nba is until the playoffs start more of a grandpa type laid back <laughs> let's just watch some basketball and not rush into anything here whereas if you're watching the hockey I just it right. is fast paced. I that isn't the playoffs yet. I think my only thing is, and we're we're just gonna agree to disagree completely on this. I just feel like the shooting has gotten so good in the NBA that it's ruined the visual aspect of the game. Watching it, like I mean, yeah, I think see, there, I that is that's so interesting that you say that mm-hmm. because what drives me crazy about watching college basketball. Mm-hmm. Is I don't think anybody they, they can can't shoot make anymore. Anything. They can't it, make it anything. It makes me crazy. Like that is one thing I came out of the All Star game, which was like, well, at least when these guys are open, they can hit their shots. Right. So you guys yeah. just like watching None guys of the UK run up players and down can and hit a shot, shoot open shots in college, and now they can make everything in the yeah. NBA. I don't know. It's <laughs> just like it just comes. Down it's like to, when uh, guys have to really work hard to get a bucket. I don't know. There's just something about well, that. It comes down to it college. makes the bucket mean more. If you it's said two just, words, college yeah. and NBA, effort and skill. Right. And some people, I think. Me and Tuna right. probably like the effort, and some people like the skill, there and that's go. completely fine. I mean, Travis, when we go to a Pacer game and we get there, there ain't no, there ain't a whole lot of people getting freaking crazy amped up. It's like tip off, and then everybody kind of goes, leans back in their chair, and it actually slows down. Whereas in college, the tip goes off and everybody's up and ready to go. And you know what well, I'm saying? Believe me, uh, and I'm probably gotten more sensitive to the fact that of teams that can't shoot because I've been watching Indiana for the last two years. 
And it just it it makes my heart so happy to see dudes that can actually shoot, you know, when they're open, hit open jump but shots. They, they don't have anyone on them a lot, but they can make great shots. You got to admit, they work on their game. And the defense, I mean, or they wouldn't be that good at shooting if and, they didn't work hard well, during course, practice. Of course, and tell Iverson that the defense in the NBA is much better game to game than most people give it credit for right it's just that the offense is that much better yeah well but, you, i think you need to put the hand check and roll back in but <laughs> that's a i mean we already went on a different tangent than i anticipated but that's an interesting There's no conversation. other sports going on let's yeah. beat the hell no. out of that horse it's an interesting conversation and uh one that i'm sure we will revisit as the nba season uh carries on but now that we have kind of opened the college basketball can of worms. Uh, I know we watched, uh, I think most of us watched the Houston. Uh, Houston, Iowa State. Iowa State and that, uh, last night, which was which was a wildly entertaining game. I gave uh, it my all to stay up for the end of that uh, game, man. That was, that was great. Iowa State really took like 10 big punches. And they just kept coming back and kept coming back. That is a team that I would not want to play in March. I'm going to tell you that right now. No, not at all. Uh, they're they're, uh, they're fight. I don't know, man. They like I said, effort. That like team has co- like they, effort, they, they like take crazy. Their coaches' personality and yeah, I, the environment was great. Uh, Houston has all the pieces. To make a deep, obviously they're ranked number two in the country, but to make a deep, deep run. But I, uh, I'm telling you, those two teams play each other on a neutral court ten times. Houston maybe would win six. They're they're, they're a, it's a fascinating matchup. I thought both coaches were very, very good last night. Uh, I even thought the officiating was pretty good last night. Yeah. It was kind of a little which, fluky cover right yeah. there at the end. Yes, though. it was. Yes, it was. <laughs> yeah. Everybody needs to follow Sheed. I love Sheed, the point guard for Houston, a.k.a. the garbage man. Uh, Tuna, do you know why he is nicknamed that? Uh, because he cleans up all of his uh, teammates' messes in the locker room. No, but, oh. but uh, funny that you say that because he did do that. In the tournament last year when Houston lost uh, in the Elite Eight, I think it was, uh, one of the players walking through the tunnel grabbed a garbage can and picked it up and threw it on the ground. I remember when that happened. He's walking behind him and walks over and picks up every single piece of trash and puts it in the garbage can and sets the garbage can back up. What a guy. You know, is LeBron James doing that? uh, No, but it is a funny story, and it was a story (laughs) on CBS Sportsline today. I remember when that happened. I had no idea that that was him. Interesting story. If you can find it, it's on CBS Sportsline, and it goes uh, into his uh, childhood and so forth and tells you, just what kind of guy he really is. Check it out. Sheed, the point guard, a.k.a. the garbage man, he will be playing uh, in the tournament, March Madness. So he's one of my guys after reading it. It's they, cool. they made a comment during that game last night. They said if – He had 26 uh, last night. The entire coaching staff was fined or uh, on probation for a week, 
he could run practice and they wouldn't miss a beat. So I, I do like that kid. Yeah. And Travis, you're uh, officiating last night. I'm I'm glad they didn't call all the calls because there would have been eight thousand fouls. So they let them play. But um, that game was crazy to watch. I mean, there was there was a foul every five seconds. Well, and I think that's what I appreciated about the officiating from the very beginning. I thought they were very consistent. They um, kind of. At the very beginning, I thought they took control. It, it, it was very, very physical the first five minutes, I thought. And they kind of nipped that in the bud and told the guys, this is the line, don't cross it. And I thought that the players responded in kind. And uh, I thought the officiating from that point on was very consistent. And uh, I just thought it was a great college basketball. And don't let me... You know, as much as I was sticking up for the NBA and saying it No, you me, hate college basketball. They <laughs> I, can't shoot. It sucks to watch. It does drive me nuts that guys can't shoot. <laughs> it, it really does. But but there are things that elevate the college game like the atmosphere. I, think the yeah, I don't intensity. think it has to be one versus the other. There's just, no. you know, there's fans that love both, and then there's just like and, me that – I. I like do love basketball both. and don't like the NBA. I so. do love. I think both. the refs in the NBA get it right. Maybe they don't have to work as hard, but some of the ref, some of the refereeing in college. Oh, and you think men's college is bad? Watch the women's college basketball. That's the worst officiating there ever there, has been. There is there is no worse officiating, and if you haven't uh, really watched a lot of women's basketball, uh, and you have Peacock, take a few minutes out of your time on thursday night and watch the indiana iowa game it's the marquee game of the night it should be the number one officiating crew in the country working the game and i promise you you will be flabbergasted at how horrendous it is it's a it's a it's it's an epidemic i mean you watch the louisville games yeah. i watch a lot of the louisville jeff, women's games. jeff walls it's, actually got fined for his comments after that yeah as well, he should have. I mean, and, uh, no, he shouldn't have been fun. He was right in what he well, said. Well, I think a funny quote came from Mark Ennis, which is a local radio personality here in Louisville. He said, as long as that money goes to the conference hiring better referees, we're <laughs> fine with it. Yeah, that, that's, that's a great point. So, that's a great yeah. point. But other than that, I mean, I don't know, man. Officiating in, in college men's, there's just some, some uh, highlights to it. I mean, I don't know. It seems like certain officials will make calls to like take over games in moments that it doesn't need to be taken over, and then that's well, where it stands damn. out. Yeah. Um. I mean, you see a lot more of that on like the bigger stage games. It seems like, like, I don't know. I feel like I can watch a, a San Diego uh, State and you know St. Mary's game, even though they're St. Mary's two baby. top twenty-five teams, and I don't feel like the officiating is as awful as it would be for a Kentucky Auburn game. You are game. right, dude. You know I what know. I mean? Yeah, it's yeah. Just... Southwest Coast late night game. No, mm-hmm. you're right. It is very strange. Yeah, it, it and it's the refs that are getting on. all the money. The high, the Ted Valentine. I know yeah. he ain't around no more. But it, but it's people like that, that that make it about them and not the game. When you know an official's name, that's, that's a bad a, thing. That's a yeah. big issue. Yep. I know. Yep, there's no doubt about that. And that brings us to, uh, I know that 
UK had been kind of on a little bit of a downswing. Uh, uh, listening to what Jody and I said last week. Well, yeah. Well, that's an understatement. So well, we, we, we were correct going into that. <laughs> right, though. we were. And I'm kidding. I did think it was it, it, it was interesting because uh, uh, Jody had sent out a, a, a text on our thread, something about how uh, – he would consider it a win if they lost by less than 20, I think, I, or I something like that. I did. And at halftime, I think I sent you a text and said, can you send some of that uh, reverse psychology juju towards Indiana? You did. Because uh, Kentucky played a hell of a ball game and uh, had their – would you guys agree that's their biggest win of the year? Oh, for sure, a- absolutely. Yeah. That North Carolina, I mean, but they, dude, they, they look much there. better in this game. They yeah. haven't they haven't won uh, down there in on the plains. Uh, I hope all their well, toilet paper. I know it really upset you to to see Auburn get beat uh, by I can't anybody. Stand, can't stand them, and, think... and dude, uh, the way Pearl runs around on all over the court, sweating with his t shirt on. Uh, <laughs> Trying uh, out of the coaching box all the time, and he See, gets that's away one of the with things everything. That makes college basketball great. I know, and I love it. That's Guys what like got that. me fired up. I will I, say, I agree with he, you. he had a great press conference after the game. We he, get to that dude, later. Bruce Pearl. Yeah, I don't. I love to to hate him, but I like him. Yeah. You know what I mean? I like him too. It's yeah, a, it's the I best do. I, I think he's great. It's the best D we played all year. Yeah. Um, we we were consistent. Is the issue? It. it wasn't spectacular. They shot 30%. They lost one of their best players in the first eight minutes right, of the game. Right, they did. They that did. Didn't help. Truly um, noted. Uh, let me ask you a question. We, I, we stayed on top, though, because remember all these games we've lost? We've lost games by 10 points, 8 points. Right. That we were up 14, 16 in the first half. Travis, That's you, been my you, issue. Right, and you watched Kentucky play, correct, Travis? Of course. Several times, or many times this many year. Many times. And and so I went through a thing at the end of the game with with uh, after it was over we all talked around you know you try to find things to discuss after a win and and a decisive win there's not too much to say except be happy but who in your opinion and and let me tell you something I asked quite a few fans and they gave me different people and I thought that that was interesting I think that that is a positive thing number one. But who is Kentucky's this year on a team that is, let me tell you, they're not even going to be, they may be a six seed or whatever. They're going to be a, a Vegas darling, trust me. They can upset a team that's not going to, and they're not going to be ranked up there. Who is Kentucky's leader? We don't have one, but the guy that has the most heart, and when he plays well, we play well, is Thierro. Okay. Period. I, I thought that was interesting because I had someone tell Period. me that Fierro is the leader, and he has been out hurt a little bit here and there. He's been on the team for a couple years. And I know you were really high on him last I, season. I was high on him early on when everyone didn't even know who Last he was. season, right. you loved him. Right, right. I did. And then and he was still growing, and, of course, he's gained some weight, too. He, he, 25 pounds and lost body fat. Right, but I he could jump of out of the gym. That dunk and, he had the other night was incredible. Right, best well, dunk I've seen and, all and this is what you're going to have. And, and I don't want to get into this long thing about Kentucky because there's so many other great teams out there uh i mean we could break down uconn for an hour and still that's how great they are 
But it is interesting to, to find out who the leader of Kentucky is. It, a lot of people told me Reed Shepard is the leader of the team, the quiet leader that everybody knows everyone in Lexington loves Reed Shepard. So he's kind of holding it on his shoulders, but still distributing the ball and sometimes doesn't start or whatever. Or is it the All-American? Antonio Reeves is Reeves our leader, which he's very quiet. Uh, Wagner is named as a a freshman leader who, if he doesn't play, sometimes we look out of whack. Uh, A great defensive player. I've seen him in people's faces a lot as a freshman. So I think what what I'm getting at is Kentucky is one of them. Can I tell you who your leader is? Who? Yeah. Terrence Marshall. Uh, you mean uh, Mitchell? Terrence Mitchell. Thank the you. Kid, the transfer from West Virginia. And that's who I think our leader is. Thank no. you, Tuna. Shout out Terrence Marshall, LSU. Yeah. Yeah, but <laughs> dude, I think Trey. Mitchell is our leader. Trey Trey Mitchell and has not been playing very good. Well, he didn't play last year. And he's all. been hurt. And he's been hurt. More phantom injuries that I'd never see on the court. Well, it's a dislocated shoulder, isn't but it? I, well, he got hurt this time. He did hurt, re-injure it. Yeah. He re-injured it. But I think Kentucky is one of them teams looking for that leader. Who is their leader? And I think that well, in where the locker room, they know who their leader is. But I don't think anyone outside knows who the leader don't, is. Don't look at this year. Look at the last five years. We have never had one person come on right, the court just, in the last five years and get in the player's right, face right. on the court. I agree. And point fingers and say, Someone you go here, Cal. you go there. Yeah. Nobody's done that in five years, Jerry. What was the game Freddy. where uh, you guys had a road game and um, all the freshmen were buckling and your boy came out there and started talking trash to the fans to draw attention away from yeah. the freshmen yeah. to get everybody, all the fans jumping on him as right. opposed that's a right. leader to me. Right. No, I hear you. And I think that Kentucky needs to make sh- to and find that leader because they have some people on that team that can go one way or the other. Like, I – Orlando Dilly, Antigua is your true leader. Dilly is a Dill. No, no, he's not. He is far from it. So is uh, Boner or uh, whatever. Boner. His name. Bone Crusher, Flint, whatever. Good God. <laughs> Kenny Payne won those games. Oh. Kenny Payne won those games. <laughs> Bone Crusher, Flint. <laughs> I call him Boner Flint. Bruiser, huh? Bruiser, Bruiser, Bruiser. Mike Sewer's buddy uh, from Groden Payne's Boner's Bru- on the coaching staff. Uh, but, but I think that this is a real, real, as everybody knows, a scary scary team that's going to be maybe be a six seed in the tournament well i, I mean as uh, tuna said as of right now i agree with trey mitchell but because you could see it from the bench when he he wasn't dressed he wasn't playing but i will say this what i have seen out of someone in the last four or five games get heated and start mouthing which we need one of those guys it's actually Dillingham. Well, he, I think he's going to come I out know. when we get to the tournament that's and be that a, and guy. That, and he can be he's, – he's the X factor because he can score when he wants to, but he can also be – if he, he – I, I can see him being a powder if powder. he ain't getting his way. Oh, powder. If Dillingham is not getting his way, he could turn the other way on this team. Maybe he's I, not I that guy. It. He's the most explosive it. offensive guy oh, we've had. I know first, he first is. Tennessee. So there's a but reason I don't for want, that. I, I, hey, I always told, I told everyone this weekend when we were playing, a happy dilly is a good dilly. A unhappy dilly is a bad dilly. 
for this team. Trust me. Sometimes you need somebody pissed off in the huddle. Okay. I know. I'm with you. He just has to get minutes. Because if he's on the bench, he ain't a happy dilly. <laughs> and there's a lot to go around on that team. But I do think, like, name, can you all name any other teams that you think are going to be like a maybe a six seven seed that's going to be a San Diego State. Before we State. get to some of these San Diego State, see, I don't know much about that team at all. How about uh, the fact that uh, Tuna and I both uh, pumped up Indiana State the other night, and then they get <laughs> slammed, and then and then and then, oh, and, then I, and, and, and then I thought, oh man. That Indiana State game's on. I should flip it on. I turned it on. They're <laughs> down by fucking 20 points yeah. or whatever. Oh, yeah. Man, yeah. I just read a great article about the head coach down there, and I killed so many brain cells this weekend, I don't even remember what it was about. I need to look that up. <laughs> Dang it, too. I know it, man. Well, you brought up San Diego State. Did you watch the uh, them against the Lobos the other night? Yes. Yeah, that and cost me some money. Yeah. Um, but, but but name some other teams, guys, besides San Diego State. That's interesting. I don't. What makes what stands out about them too? You know? the, the fact they made a Final Four run last year, and I know okay. they got some. And they got their boys. Well, back. some of them are back, but yeah, they. I mean, actually, a majority of that team really. But um, they've been there. They've been through it, and it's. I mean, they've only got what six losses, twenty and six, and I, I think people dwell too much on those like. One or two. I think two Travis and numbers. I think that Illinois is one of those teams that can still do something. Possibly, uh, I do. I them. yeah. I mentioned them either last week or the week yeah, before. A couple weeks before we did. Uh, but but there are you know I mean it's I also, think ugh. I think Texas Tech is going to be a tough out. Yeah yeah. In the tournament again. Um. I, I just think that it is a, truly amazing that you're almost like, and I know we're getting ready to talk about this uh, Purdue upset by Ohio State. Just you can't let that happen. But, but, real but quick, dude, you, it's UConn and everybody else. You right talk about now. any six seed that scares you. I, I mean, I think you could lump four seed all the way down to like. 10 seed, no, you, and you don't want to play anybody because it's they're, just so yeah, wide open. Like Colorado State's a tough team. They're uh, hot. That team is real. They're, yeah, they're one of the hottest teams like, out there right now. Yeah, there are a lot of strange teams. Hell, you just mentioned them. The, uh, the, uh, uh, they're playing maybe San Francisco tomorrow night, but uh, St. Mary's. I mean, they mm. score. Who they, they just beat someone. They're playing San Francisco. To 50. <laughs> Tonight, which yeah, don't count tonight. out the Dons. That's a scrappy right, little team. Right, I bet on them early in the year, and y'all y'all made fun of me. The Remember Dons? that? We did. Yeah. You, that that was one pulled, of my three picks. You pulled well, that early in the year, you made briefcase. fun of me. Their coach from last year left. He's somewhere else now, and that was the big thing. I, I couldn't imagine betting on them early, but like, I don't know what it is. Their last three hires out there, they they've done really well, and their coach has moved on to bigger jobs, but. Uh, I noticed Arizona's coach just they just signed him yeah, and locked him down. Kind of hoping that wouldn't happen. Yeah, he's he's uh, tough. So uh, who's the best team? We talk about UConn. Who's the best team after UConn? Houston. I would. I mean, I'm going to say Purdue. No, I know Tuna's all, uh, totally off of them. Let's talk about the Purdue game with Ohio State. How okay. come Zach Eady is the only person in America that can move on every screen? And they do not call it. 
Like, what? What? How come he's the one that gets away with it all the time? He's a two-time All-American, Player of the Year. <laughs> I don't get it, man. It's or frustrating to, to watch. Soon to be. I, I I I uh, want to get Travis' opinion on that. Well, I I I mean I'm I think moving screens are a scourge in the college game. To be honest with you, it it happens to a lot of. I mean, it happens a lot, but. Uh, Edie is a weird guy to officiate much the same way that Shaq was when, when he was in college, because there's just nobody else like him at, at, at and Freddie farm bureau. <laughs> I think, <laughs> I think Purdue and I've said this on the pod and I, I know tuna and I get it. We can't trust them in the tournament until they show it to us. Uh, but I think this particular Purdue team is poised to make a deep run in the tournament. And I think Edie uh, is a very unique player. I've enjoyed watching him play as much as I hate the fact that he just kills Indiana every time they play each other. That that game against Ohio State was always going to be weird. Because because Ohio State just fired their just coach. fired their coach, and you always have that one game. There's no, like the starting quarterback goes down for for a team. That next game, everybody's rallying around. The, you know, we rally around the team. You play your brains out that one game, and then the next game, or you, and then the rest of the season. Like it wouldn't surprise me if Ohio State doesn't win another game for the rest of the year. But they they were always going to play well the other the other day, and I right. knew that I knew that they were were, and uh, I didn't think they would win, but I knew that they would play well. Uh, but I you know I'm interested to see how the Big Ten tournament plays out this year because on paper there's three teams in the Big Ten that are even worth. Anything. I may just go so, Big 12, baby, and can start I, lining them up. In my ask you bracket. guys a question on this. How much stock do you guys actually put into conference tournaments? Me, Dude, personally? Oh, man. That is a <laughs> I hate double-edged sword. Like, but, like, double how do you feel sword. about a team if they lose early in the conference tournament going into the NCAA tournament? Don't care. Doesn't bother me one no, bit. No, no. Doesn't nope. me either. I've watched teams uh, get so hot and win conference tournaments, go out and lose first game in NCAA it's tournament. It's just, yeah. It's, I've yeah. seen more lose and win than win the tournament and win it. I mean, I don't know. Did UConn I, I, help me out? Did UConn win their tournament and then win the championship? They won like sixteen in a row. Okay, by that time that's yeah. right. They the, were beating people by they, like they eight actually points. compared it to I think the twenty thirteen University of Louisville team when they but ran I, the board in the conference. Right. And then but I the agree conference. with you. I think it's you just don't even look at that. And I mean, good or bad, there's something to be said for. But a Midland team that gets hot in the conference tournament and, you know, wins the thing and might go on. But when a really, really good team uh, loses in the second round of their conference tournament, I a lot of times I think that's the best thing that can happen to them. You get some extra days off. You get to practice. Uh, you're not playing, you know, three games in four days or whatever. And I have always despise the conference tournaments because 
I'm one that always thinks that winning your league, and I've talked about this on the podcast before, but winning your league, your actual league, is what should get you the automatic bid into the NCAA tournament. Right. And I hate, especially these one-bid leagues, Mm -hmm. I hate the fact that a team can go undefeated and, you know, if it's the Patriot League or... Oh, yeah, and then they get knocked out of the the tournament. Or the Ivy or the MAC or one of these, and then you make it to your conference... The even final. If you, even if you make it to the final and yeah, lose, and lose, you're out. That's the thing. There's three teams that. in the Ivy League this year that could probably win a game yes. in the conference tournament. Yes. or not conference tournament, but the, in NCAA, the NCAA tournament. And course. only one of the three is going to get in. Yep. And I hate that. And I always... well, you may not hate it too much longer because I think they're talking about expanding the field again. Are they not? They are. <laughs> How and awful I mean, I, is that? I, 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 Just to it, ruin everyone's night. It's almost a participation trophies. It's it, it's it's almost like it ain't broke. Let's fix it. Like there's like, no better. It's the best yes. tournament in so sports. Why why in, are we yeah. messing with it? Why yeah. are we messing with it? And even when they added the other four on and had the playing games, like why are we doing this? And then it's just like, all right, I can accept the sixty eight now. Yeah, which is right. just stupid, but whatever. I can deal with. When it. When you're filling out your brackets, I always take. The, I, I normally take that winning team of the tournament mm-hmm. and have them winning the next game because they're they, they've already got one under they're the darlings. belt. They're a little but hot. This is going to get a scenario <laughs> where like you have mid-major teams playing each other in the first round of the tournament, right? And like the whole point of this is for like a mid-major team, these guys to get there and play a big name school. Sure. And like you're not going to get that. It's going to get ripped away. Yep. Travis, I agree with you a thousand. We, we can't have I'm Will Roberts and Robert Morris. We don't don't mention those two down here. Travis will stab you. Yeah, we need one or the other. <laughs> Wait, who? Oral, Oral Roberts. Roberts. Or Robert Morris. I need one, not both. Is Robert Morris a evangelist too? I don't no, think he, I, Robert Robert Morris is just a patriot. <laughs> He's just, a, uh, just a good old American boy. Good old Robert American. Morris is. Uh, hey, they, they the ones that I, I, they, they beat UK a few. Uh, yeah, yeah. I gotta be gym. honest with you. I don't know who Robert Morris was, but I know who Oral Roberts <laughs> was, and he was an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Agree. Hey, speaking of assholes, I'm gonna spin this one around. Yeah, please. I think we need to talk. Uh, speaking of assholes, and you know how these coaches can be in this uh, uh, environment, but what did you all think, and we're talking about college sport athletics here, about the uh, format that just came out that was voted in uh, for the college football playoff? Well, I mean... Not to get away from basketball, we pretty much... Hit on everybody. UConn. You're going to get the next is, several is the weeks guys. of just college basketball poured down right. the road. So what, yeah. what do y'all? Uh, I, I think that, I mean, there were some questions as to exactly how the format was going to work. And uh, Tuna, if you have it pulled up there, or if somebody has it pulled up. No, I mean, it's basically just the, the four oh conference winners, the power four now. Power four. You they, win those conferences. Uh, it's automatic bye week. You're right. Those four. Okay. So, like we mentioned outside, you could win the ACC and be ranked like the 14th um, right. overall the, team, the, the but fifth, you get the fifth one is the, the fourth seed. The fifth one is the uh, SMU, if you will, the at large, the SMU at mm-hmm. large. 
Which uh, I, don't forget what happened to both of those. I, initial thought. Initial thought is last year when this. We thought this was going to be the format, but it wasn't official. And we have five conferences, so there was always going to be that Florida State that won their conference mm. championship and didn't didn't make mm. it. Well, maybe the works to dissolve the Pac-12 was already underway because <laughs> now we officially Conspiracy, have – Conspiracy, Johnny. We have four power, four conferences. Mm-hmm. If you win the Big 12, ACC, SEC, and Big 10, you are in the, you're in the dance. You're in. And that one random conference who didn't look as good as everybody else, which have been – florida state this year that team is not left out complaining it is officially there are four conferences when those four you're in and right. then we have we have a field of eight of the next most deserving right right and, so, and, and, and so is it random is it random that the pac-12 team, dissolved but the fifth team is one of the like the aac and all of them the you get that no that's one. not the fifth seed like they just make the playoff the two they're okay. like the highest ranked uh okay. non-power five yeah, yeah group of five group of five gets in but so by your theory, Johnny, and this this kind of scares me a little bit because Notre Dame is guaranteed to never have a first round bye. So are they in the works to dissolve the ACC <laughs> so they can get in? It's that well, hell, Florida State's <laughs> trying to dissolve the ACC as we're speaking. Well, that's a great as it sits right now. Yeah. Notre Dame cannot mm-hmm. cannot get a first round. Cannot bye. get a first. There's they have to play all do. four games. But they do get that home field um, home game that is going to bring in a ton of money for them. So, and which I think is obviously what what they care about yeah. more. I mean, they obviously want to win, mm-hmm. but they're guaranteed almost if they're good enough to get that first game at home, and it'll be a spectacle unlike you've ever seen, and they'll. It'll make a bajillion dollars, and uh, and let's be honest, know. they're going to finish in the top twelve every year because uh, don't don't forget the non, yeah, the right. non power five yeah. team that got uh, not non power. Well, let's say power four now. The non power four team that got in last year, uh, Liberty and SMU. Let's be real here; they shit the bed. Well, SMU uh, is ACC member. It doesn't now. matter. I get it. It does because they can get a buy. Okay, they can. Ooh. But the bottom line is, is Oregon beat Liberty 45-6, to and SMU, who fought their way and thought they got screwed and everything, ended up getting dusted by Boston say, College. Like, it might be once every 20 so, years, but every now and then. You're Central, you get, Central Florida. And Boise State. You get 07 <laughs> Boise State and 2018 UCF every, and every decade. That's true. There was and a that Cincinnati team. team that went undefeated. And sure. I think uh, oh, got yeah. dusted by Bama. Florida. <laughs> Well, Georgia, they played them Drain. down to no, the they wire. Got dusted by well, they Bama. played Georgia in a I'm playoff sorry. game, and then they, that game was close. They got dusted close. by Bama in a playoff game. Okay, so they've been there twice. Right. But I'm t- saying I that they Tony, were actually competitive against Georgia. Are we talking about Tony Pike versus Tim Tebow? Because I remember that Sugar Bowl well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I, I, was, I can't speak for Georgia, but Bama took care of business. That was a Sugar Bowl. Them. That they yeah, played that in. That was a playoff game. I think the best thing that's ever happened, and, and no matter what your school Drink. is, what your affiliation is, there will be playoff football in Bryant Denny, Death Valley, the Swamp, Rice Eccles, like local college fan bases will get to host a college football playoff game. And that is the most beautiful thing that it sports is. ever it's had. It's fantastic. And even if it's only one round, 
you get it will be dude that's let's gonna be, be real these think about games the communities being, the schools imagine oh it's gonna be unreal imagine lsu hosting a, a playoff game or, or, or tuscaloosa but there, that's 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 uh attention to that campus you haven't seen yet I mean, right a, a playoff two random communities I coming together i mean that's it's uh, gonna be unbelievable at home that, that's a, that's a cool experience it's gonna be I mean, unbelievable uh, I can't wait. I, I think if I look back at that, when I really dug into it, was looking at the games and all that, the time or the dates and everything, which they don't have all the dates right now, but one of them was going to be on a Tuesday night. <laughs> I just want a playoff game in Morgantown, West Virginia. Can we do that? Oh, no. Yeah, well. Can we Can we burn Morgantown up? Bring your batteries. Night? I don't know if that um, fan base, that stadium, <laughs> anything can could, could... – I think they should honestly be banned. We should start a petition to ban them from ever hosting. But is it not beautiful a, that uh, there's a chance? There's a chance. They we should have to do it at Heinz Field. In there's a world where Morgantown, West Virginia could host a playoff game. No, it scares the shit and out of me. And I like living in that world. Oh, my gosh. I went to a game there with a West Virginia fan, and I was scared to death. Yeah. But it was fun. I hear you. Um <laughs> uh, have you heard what is reported also that the CFP uh, ESPN have come out with their contract, their television oh, contract? I know. Six years, $7.8 billion. I think we had the conversation about this during the <laughs> playoff time, and I think you were about to cut my throat. That's in two so, years. Yeah. That's in two years. So do you think uh, ESPN has anything to do with Oh, uh, no, they got a little they, – maybe now they do. Okay. They okay. didn't then. I got it. <laughs> Replay. Yeah. Replay. Uh, okay. Did you say seven point eight billion? billion? Yes, billion. Yeah. That's absurd that it's gotten to this point. Amateur like, athletics. Oh my ain't god! It, ain't it grand? Football 7. is. 8 it just shows. Football just dominates the world. It does. Like, like really, it when does. you look at the NFL and how dominant it is with ratings, and then college football is right there next to it. And I mean, I don't that's know. that's. That's incredible to me. It shouldn't be, but those numbers are still staggering to me. $7.8 billion for mm-hmm. college athletics. Yeah, well, yep. you, you have... That's more than what Saudi Arabia pays for golfers. So. <laughs> yeah. And for any West Virginia fans, that's several million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, Johnny with the line of the night. I love it. Uh so, uh, Fred, I know that uh, we talked uh, at the end of uh, last week's episode about a, a big derby prep that was coming up with a really good field, and I uh, thought you might want to touch on what happened in that race and what we have uh, upcoming to look forward to uh, as we head on down the derby trail. Yes, yes, we had a great derby prep, um, the Risen Star. However... It was horrendous uh, weather out there, so there is yet another uh, sloppy track race that was ran. Not th- um, and Sierra Leone came on, uh, who has now won back to back. What an odd name for a horse! Sierra Leone has won back to back sloppy track closing. One of the best closers I've seen. It's pretty phenomenal to watch. They literally came four wide off the third turn all out, and still he got the job done. Uh, Over track Phantom. Um, 
I got pretty close to that try. I had Can it, I just I say I would take two. Sierra Leone as the catcher of my baseball team any day? <laughs> <laughs> he sounds yeah. like he could throw a guy out at second base. You know, it's Ruben Sierra's little cousin. <laughs> but, oh, yeah. but but Or but, a good cigar. But Sierra Leone, uh, track Phantom are both horses to be, to be dealt with here in the Derby. They have enough points. They're still going to run. Sierra Leone's going to run the bluegrass, which is cool. Oh, yeah. I may go down there and watch that at Keeneland. Um, and then Track Phantom has obviously gotten enough points, uh, has been in the money every time, and is definitely going to be one of those top five horses. Uh, still a little green, by the way, but Sierra Leone wore blinkers, and that made the difference in this race. Uh, my horse that, that I picked in my my big pool that I'm in catching freedom just based on the odds uh, was pinched and got third, even though could have won the race. So uh, anyways, those three horses are fantastic and they're going to be there. Then we got coming up this weekend, the rebel, uh, the rebel stakes at Oaklawn. Uh, not, not necessarily a great field. Uh, there are a couple good horses in there. I'm just going to tell you, uh, one of the horses in it that's in the Derby top 10 uh, to keep an eye on is Timberlake. Uh, not Amino Timberlake, but possibly named after Timberlake. But uh, Freddie, if I want, if you want to know my bet on this one, I'm going to play some exotics, but I'm just, to make things simple, I'm taking D. Wayne Lucas's horse, Just Steal, to win this race. Um, and then we have the Saudi Cup coming up, Tuna. I don't think we're allowed to talk about it. Come on. We don't talk Saudi golf. We don't talk Saudi horse racing. They're yes, all, hey, we are. The I Saudi want... trainers are allowed to wear shorts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, guys, I want y'all to... I need... And you're right. We don't talk about Saudi golf. Yeah. Let me tell you something. Apparently, <laughs> right, apparently you got to be in horse racing to be no. talked about. Well, put it this way. The Saudi Cup, I want everyone to take a uh, pick a horse in this because you know a lot of them. White Abario uh, oh, just yeah. came off winning the Breeders' Cup Classic. You got National Treasure. Yeah. Gate-to-gate uh, -gate winner of Louisiana. Uh, last out. And then a horse that I'm worried about, Tuna, like in uh, Lemon Pop. Uh, lemon. Pop. That's a lot of travel for these horses. Give me one that's born. No, and lemon raised pop there. is born and raised well, there. That's yeah, give I'm me lemon pop all day. Fourteen races, ten wins, three seconds in the desert. Yes. Okay. That is lemon pop. He is a Japan champion. Uh, I thought he was born there. I don't know where he's from. Japan, he's from Japan. Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Right next to it's each other. It's all the same. Uh, right next to each other. It's all uh, the same. I'm but, out on but, Lemon Pop. But seriously, Crown Pride. Uh, <laughs> Crown, Crown Pride. Pride. Now that sounds like is a, a horse. horse that has been doing well. Ran in the Derby. Uh, did well in the Derby. Uh, that sounds like a horse that was born in Saudi yes, Arabia. Yes, you've got an American horse defunded uh, in there. Derma Satogake. Like Derma Satogake. <laughs> Definitely is not in a, it. Uh, As you remember yes, me calling yes, in I the do. Derby. So, how is this a Derby prep if you've got Derby? This is not a Derby prep. Oh. This is a Saudi Cup. Saudi Derby. I thought, okay. The Saudi Cup. Uh, you've got. Uh, <laughs> National, like like I said, National Treasure. Senor Buscador is another great horse doing well. It's going to be in that him. race. Uh, I'm telling you right now, guys, you got to watch it. Uh, the Saudi Derby uh, or Saudi Cup. Um, when is it, Fred? It's Saturday. 
All day Saturday. Okay. Horses everywhere going. Um, so keep an eye on it. It's, it's great betting, great handicapping uh, going on. And then just the Rebel. That's all I got for you. I'll give you my next week. I'm going to give you my top 10 based on some of these preps that's happened the last few weeks. I love that. And it is. I mean, we're getting to the to the point where uh, the preps really start meaning something. Like you said, some horses already have enough points oh, and, to, and dude, to and be you in, and right? You don't wanna, and you, I mean, you got to keep an eye on those horses. You know, they're not going to drum it out at the end if they got the lead and someone's flying up behind them. You know what I mean? Right. They've got the points. They right. don't need it. Right. Um. Well, with all that being said, uh, I think we will go ahead and send it around the room and get our, if you have, I know there's not a lot of, of uh, necessarily stuff going on this week, but if you do have picks for us, throw them out there and uh, give us your final thoughts. And Tuna, I'm going to start with you. Yeah, I mean, um, Thursday of this week, uh, Major League Baseball spring training games start. All right. Uh, so that's something to keep an eye on. It's uh it's here. It's we've all been waiting for it and it's here. And um there's still a couple big names out on the free agent market to keep an eye on. You have Blake Snell, uh Jordan Montgomery, Cody Bellinger, Matt Chapman. They're all still out there, so we could see some movement here uh as spring training gets going. And uh also this past weekend we had a big weekend of college baseball. And uh, Johnny, why don't you tell us real quick about the LSU <laughs> Yeah, fighting Tigers off <laughs> to a big uh, start. As it happens, LSU happens to be the only team with uh, four wins so far. They're <laughs> four, for start of the season, 4-0. Oh. They absolutely uh, whooped up on VMI and University of Central Arkansas, two very tough competitors. Oh, yeah. Uh, Sunday, they did score 27 runs in seven innings. And uh, there was a spectacular play made out in the outfield. There was. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paxton Kling. Yes. Long hair, big nose. You yes. Can't, can't miss him. Yep. He caught the ball. Uh, I'm excited about college baseball. Uh, Florida did start 0-1, got rained out the rest of the year, so they have lost 100% of the games they've played. So that's, <laughs> that's, uh, that's off to a good start. LSU has won 400% of the games they've played, if my numbers add up. I'm excited about college baseball. That's that West, I'm not a big that's that math West Virginia guy, math. It sounds yeah. good. Hey, I'm while saying. we got Johnny on there, give us a pick, Johnny. Get on the board here. What do you uh, got? What do you like? Well, as you listen pick to this, the, the game stars will, over the Preds. The game will be this evening. As you listen to this, I think Kenny Payne gets one of his last wins in the Yum Center versus Notre Dame. Mm. Oh, yeah. I agree. Well, that's hey. worthy of that game's tonight. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Oh, tomorrow. Okay. Yeah. Money line. Uh. Just, yeah, I don't think they cats in the cards play tomorrow game. night. That's okay. like two of the worst teams in Power Five basketball history. And I was always told bet with your head, not your heart. So I do believe. Uh, also tomorrow, I believe the Kentucky Wildcats beat my LSU Tigers in the in the PMAC. Yeah. So put the cats on the board, and then easy, easy money. Uh, Thursday, the Stars play. The Ottawa, ah, here the we Ottawa, go. not the Preds. Here we go. The Ottawa Senators, the Ottawa Senators, uh, and I, I, I see the Stars in the win column on Thursday. So that's my three of the week. Uh, and if we, if we are keeping score, LSU's on pace to go sixty and zero in baseball. So you could, you could probably just keep betting them all year. 
Let it ride. Watch Let out for ride. the tide. Dog. Let it ride. The tide got a good team coming back. Uh, we need to make a trip to Omaha this this summer. Yeah. Oh, actually, hey. I, I tell you, long shot bet, legitimate long shot bet. College baseball. Jack Caglione to win the Golden Spikes. That's the Heisman of college baseball. He has played one game this season. <laughs> Get in early, Jack Caglione, Florida pitcher. He's he's the Shohei Otani of baseball and uh, of of the college baseball. He's a pitcher, first baseman, power hitter, dominant pitcher. That with a K or a C? Was it, can we call Jay, him Caglione? It was. Uh, I would I would throw some money on him. Pro- odds are, probably aren't great, but it's early. Throw some money on. He'll probably be lifting the Golden Spikes. He by was the end back of the with here. He was with them last year, and, and yeah, yeah. He he's impressive. If uh, if, if you want to watch college baseball for no other reason, mm-hmm. Jack Caglione is uh is a phenomenal athlete to watch and pretty fun to see uh, where he'll end up. He'll be. I would be shocked if he's not the first pick in next year's MLB draft. The season just started. Mm. Sadly, he's zero and one. We'll see how we'll see how he turns it around. But uh, keep that in mind. Freddie, what do you Freddie, have for uh, us? I gave you one pick already. Just steal to win the Rebel. That is a D Wayne Lucas horse who's had a, a couple of seconds. Nice gritty horse. Uh, I don't think that there's a I, I I don't see a good field in this Rebel. I'm kind of surprised. Um, Wanted to say, are we bringing around the room? Yeah, yeah. I uh, wanted to say also Stronghold uh, won the Sunland Derby. That was Sunday. Another horse that gained 20 points to keep an eye on there. Uh, wanted to bring it around. The, the, that pick in Kentucky, those are my choices, Jody. Uh, and if you're going to give me a third one, uh, I'm going with, uh, I'm going with, the Gales tonight. I'm going with. Well, that doesn't help our listeners. Very I'm going much. with uh, Saint, Saint Mary's, Mary's. I believe is a seven and a half point favorite I'm going with over Saint Mary's San Francisco tonight. tonight. Yes, okay. over your so team, you, Jody, your old team. Are you taking the points? The seven yes, and a half. Yes. And, and tuna. Yes. And then I'm taking Kentucky, giving the points to LSU, and then I'm taking just steel in the. Uh, in that race, and I wanted to bring it around the room. I want to put out a float. I'm not putting it out. There is a big floating rumor going around. Oh, baby, the horse racing world that that Bob Baffert's horses are going to be running in the Derby, hmm. the Kentucky Derby. So everyone, hmm. uh, it is it's circling widespread right now. That uh, apparently, uh, well, we, speaking of Stronghold, <laughs> who won the Sunland Derby, we're going to find out just uh, who won the battle. Churchill Downs are the owners in him, and it's looking that someone gave in. Uh, Interesting. So we will see what happens, but I, you heard it here first, folks. Let's all say our prayers for Bob Baffert's horses. Well, we want him in because he has the best horse, in my opinion, right now. Jody. Nisos. Jody, what do you have for us? I got a uh, UK money line against LSU. Okay. I got Bama money line against Florida. Roll damn time. You're not going to take the four and a half? No. That, oh, there's a reason. Oh. Well, what's the reason? I got Purdue, the spread against Rutgers in the coming. Purdue's going to kill them. That's that's a good bet. And my fourth pick, because we're doing four this week, Fred. What? Yeah, we passed it around. I don't think you saw the board. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Must have not have read the text. 
I'll take the West. I got UK money line against Bama later in the week. Oh, that's on Saturday. Wow, that's you're taking the win there. Okay, absolutely. All right, uh, Jody, I've got Collins picks. He's taking Dayton minus two and a half against George Mason. He is taking his beloved Florida Gators plus eight against Freddie's Alabama Crimson Tide. You know, I like that Florida team. Yeah, I kind of dangerous. Yeah. That Clayton kid's tough. He is taking Richmond minus four and a half against Archie Miller's Rhode Island team, who is horrendous. Yeah, they're pretty bad. Tell Jim Herrick that. Oh. Didn't expect to hear Jim Herrick's voice or name. Uh, four and minus four and a half. Richmond minus four and a half. Former Rhode Island. Yeah, I know. And uh, I am going to do a all Travis three team pick. I've got uh, don't know what the spread is. Don't care. I'm taking Indiana to beat Caitlin Clark and Iowa on Thursday night. Mm. Against my better judgment, I am taking Indiana plus one at home. This is, a, I mean, it's a complete embarrassment. I shouldn't, I honestly shouldn't bet this because Indiana should never be a home underdog to anybody, let alone Nebraska. Oof. That's embarrassing. But they are a one-point underdog against Nebraska. And I'm going to take Indiana to win that game outright. The hell with the corn. We don't want no corn. And then I am going to take Vandy in Memorial Gym. Bed with your heart. Plus two <laughs> against Georgia. Okay. And as uh, Johnny said, he thought it would be one of Kenny Payne's last wins at uh, at Louisville. This will be one of Jerry Stackhouse's last wins at Vanderbilt. Okay. And those are my three picks for the week. And uh, is Tuna giving his? Uh, yeah, I'm taking um, Hurasan over San Lorenzo in the Argentina Liga Premier Cup thing. Yeah, make sure you write that down, Jerry. Wait a minute, I quit. what? Yeah, I quit. What are Mike you <laughs> I'm out. Bearcoss Racing. No, Tuna yeah. has no picks this I got week. No picks this week. Tuna has no picks this week, which is okay. Uh, well, here I have my fourth, and it's a lot harder than these other I think you have eight picks. on the board right no, now. No, I only have two, uh, three. Oh. He said it was four. My other pick is National Treasure in the Saudi Derby. Beautiful. I'm going to take National Treasure. He will still get Go America. <laughs> Go America. <laughs> Guys, uh, thank you for being here tonight. Uh, we didn't know how long we were going to be able to go because – we weren't sure there was going to be a lot to talk about, but somehow we always find a way to extend this thing to about an hour and a half. Uh, it was a great episode tonight. Thank you to everybody for listening. Uh, please give us a follow on social media. Uh, for Johnny Fever, Mr. Electricity, the big fellow of the tuna country, Matt Kempf, and the fabulous one, Freddie Benders, this is Travis Carter saying... So long, everybody.